the show my name is jordan smith today i am with tom arledge tom welcome to the show thanks for having me well tom we've both been around the vijhl for quite a while and today we want to maybe look back at where the league came from and where it's heading um one of us a little longer than the other yeah one of us definitely a little bit longer than the other but but uh you've been around the league when when did you join the Victoria Cougars and be, start being part of the VI? Uh, the Cougars would have been the 2001-2 season because uh, my son played in 98 to 2000, which 2000-2001 season, uh, with the Saanich Braves. So I was involved with them for three years. And then uh, Gary Boyer, who is my buddy from uh, when we were five and six, um, he was the head coach and um, governor of the Cougars, asked me if I wanted to come on board after that, and I did, and been there ever since. So, yeah, you've definitely been around the league for quite a while. So yeah. you have quite a bit of historical knowledge about the league. So um, why don't we take a look back at kind of where the VIJHL started? Um, well, we we're, we'll see what we can find. Um, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of uh, statistical information and, and stuff available, although I do believe uh, there is some available, and I'm trying to get a hold of a binder that might have a little more. And when I do, maybe we can do a second show with prior to 2000, or uh, prior to the 98th uh, season where we'll have a little more info. So if you look on the VIJHL Wikipedia page, you see that there's a list of the teams and when they entered the league. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your son played for the Saanich Braves. They are now the Saanich Predators, Saanich but Predators, it yeah. is the same. It's the same team. They just, they yep. had a name change recently. Um, that team entered the league in the 1960s, but it wasn't the VIJHL back then, was it? No, I don't think so. It was the uh, South Vancouver Island Hockey League or Junior B. And at that time too, there was no BCHL. So the actual level of play back then was pretty high because you had all the guys who uh, would normally have been playing in uh, BCHL uh, playing in Junior B. So it was a you know pretty competitive league back then. And um, I seem to recall what, 75 is when uh, Saanich won the uh, Cyclone Taylor Cup. So, um, yeah, it was a whole different ball game. It was, uh, they're all being scouted by the, the dub, which was around at that time. And now you look back at then the, the Cary Park Islanders entered the league in 1970. And then there was a few other teams that entered pretty early. The Comox Valley Glacier Kings in the early nineties, yep. uh, Campbell river a couple of years later, uh, Oceanside in the early nineties as well. So a lot of these teams have, uh, they've, they've endured, but there has been quite a few teams yeah. that haven't. Oh, there's been a lot come and go. In fact, uh, I recall looking at some history and there was a Fuller Lake had a team, I think it was Fuller Lake Flyers. Um, and um, that was just some old history that I'd seen, which was on the website, but it's not there anymore. So I can't tell you, but I, I do recall there was a player with 151 points in a season from Fuller Lake, which was different league at the time. But uh, wow, that's a lot of my, a lot of points, really. Yeah. And the uh, the the modern day stats and the the historical stats are a little different because there wasn't an Internet 
to keep track of hockey stacks back no. then. So you yeah. look back, the Saanich Braves won the first three league titles, uh, official league titles, which is the Brent Batterson Memorial Trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was the Oak Bay Flyers, um, the Juan de Fuca Gulls, um, which neither one of those teams exists anymore. Yeah. Um, and then it, the league has changed quite drastically from the early days into what we consider modern VIJHL hockey. Right. Well, I was kind of around for the transition. So that's kind of where – in 98, when uh, when my son played for Saanich, it was a lot more of the jungle back then. And I think prior to that, for probably a number of years, it was as well. But uh, that was kind of the start of the change was um, around then. Um Campbell River, uh, well, we'll you, you said uh, Comox uh, came in in 93, I think you said. And then um, Campbell River was in 97. Uh, there was a fellow named Ed Kingston, who I believe coached the uh, Comox team for a year or two. And then he actually started up the Campbell River team. And Ed was a real hockey guy, uh, had real, a lot of connections. And he was kind of the first island team to really do a lot of scouting. Uh, he actually had players from Quebec come and play back then. And that was like most, most of the people had guys who were local. They didn't have anybody from even from uh, out of town much. There wasn't a whole lot of billeting going on or anything like that. So it was, it was more uh, along the lines of uh, when, when the kids who are local get old enough, that's where they go play. Um, so the, the, not to say that the level of play wasn't high, but there was, you know, definitely the bottom end was a lot lower than it is now, for sure. And that Campbell River team was, uh, I, I'd probably give them credit for really shifting the oh, league yeah. into a into a credible hockey league that it is now. They I, won seven championships in a row, right, they, to begin with. They did. They, well, so they came into, into being in 97. They didn't win... I can't. I don't know the stats for that year, but I. They won a championship in '98. They won in '98. '97 was their first year. They did not win that one, but '98 uh, to uh, 2004, they they rattled off seven straight. And um, being with the Cougars now, it's kind of nice to know that we're the guys that knocked them off. <laughs> and it wasn't long after that that Ed Kingston sold the team, and they had a real um, a drought for quite some time. Um, but obviously they've righted that ship and now they're a contender every year. Yeah, they, they've got a, they definitely have a, a class organization. And I think Campbell river being the, the first one there, they're the team that a lot of junior B teams want to aspire to. They've been competitive right since the beginning. Well, yeah, well, they were at the very beginning there and, and Ed really did a great job to bring the rest of the league along. If you wanted to compete with Campbell River, you had to change. And that was, you know, the um, the catalyst for all the change was was what he did. And i uh, got to give him a lot of credit on that. Um, so that was, well, let's see, 97 Campbell River came into effect. That was a year before me. And another new team started then as well, which was the Esquimalt Pythons. And everybody's going to go like, who the heck are they? Well, the Esquimalt Pythons the following year moved to uh, to uh, Peninsula out uh, at the Panorama Leisure Center and became the Peninsula Pythons. And then the following year, it was, uh, it was um, Mark Wagstaff, who owned the Salsa at the time, bought that team and changed the name to the Panthers. And that's how the Panthers originated. 
Yeah, and there was um, – I know a lot of people look at that and go think, hey, wait a minute. The Panthers have been around longer than that. But it's actually a separate organization, nope. wasn't it? Like there was there was another Peninsula team out that way, but they weren't the same team. No, they weren't. There was uh, pro- the, probably one connected with their uh, minor hockey. Because uh, they, were, I think they were originally the Peninsula Eagles. Peninsula in Eagles, the 80s. and that's the and that's the name of the uh, minor hockey out there. So a lot of places, like Esquimalt, had had a previous team earlier, like in the eighties or seventies or whatever. There's lots of lots of that going on, and the binder I referred to that I'm trying to get a hold of will have all that information in it. So hopefully when we get that, we'll be able to talk about that. Um, so it's interesting. We have two new teams in the league this year. One of them is the Port Alberni Bombers. Now, in 98, there was a Port Alberni team called the Bandits. And um, they had a raccoon as their uh, logo. And uh, they played out of the uh, Port Alberni Civic Arena. Whoa. <laughs> That's an old building. It was an old building. And man, um, those were some interesting days. Um, They had a very, very short arena. You think the old, the the Saanich arena was short. Man, this one was really short. You could take a a slap shot from the blue line and get your own rebound off the backboards to put it in and you're almost on the crease. It was that short. And uh, they used that to their advantage. It was always an interesting time, especially, like I said, it was a bit of a jungle back then. I remember going into the arena and there being three fights in the warm-up. In the warm-up? In the warm-up, yeah. So, uh, and it was also one of those arenas where the players had to actually walk, almost walk through the crowd to get to the ice. Oh, that could be interesting. It was at times. (laughs) Yeah. There was was a rope that was put up and a few security guys there. So (laughs) uh, there was the odd time where you had to wait for the RCMP to arrive to escort your bus out of town. Oh, that sounds like it could be some uh, interesting was, hockey. As I say, it was that was the jungle back then. Well, so, small town jungle league. Yeah, I could that see that. That was, you know, 98 to 2000, more like 98 and 99 around in there. It was it was just crazy, but uh but as I say, things have changed a ton. Um got to credit uh the president of, of um the VIJHL back then, Brian Harrison, cuz uh I think he became president somewhere around 2000 or so. And um, he really, really worked hard to try and, uh, you know, take some of the, uh, the gooniness out of the game. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with a fight that's, you know, like emotional time, boom, something happens, a fight breaks out. But I, I remember the odd time. I, I remember one time there, there was a fight where um, – the puck dropped and five guys from the opposing team dropped their, dropped their mitts. And uh, that was against the Cougars. And it was actually the Saanich team at the time. And the guy who squared off at, uh, uh, against Trent Knorr, and for you, those of you who don't know Trent Knorr, he was big and he was strong. He's still big. He is still big. He's actually uh, an NHL linesman now. But anyway, the, the guy who scared, squared off against him kind of said, please don't hit me. <laughs> it was like, you know, so it just goes to show that was a, that was a coach's thing, right? And um, as I said, the league cracked down on that sort of stuff. They didn't want it. They started uh, giving out suspensions for multiple fightings and stuff like that. And that really, really pulled it down, I think. And it really pulled it back. It took a number of years, but the hockey we see today is so much better. Well, and I think this a lot has to do with uh... – 
kind of the culture around hockey has shifted quite a bit in the last couple of decades. Like you look at even the top, the NHL, there's not a lot of fights anymore. You move down, yeah. a lot of leagues are really strict on how they handle fights with suspensions, especially in junior hockey. Right. Yeah. And, and I, well, we, we did, I don't think we saw any fights at all the last couple of years, but that was a COVID thing. Um, I believe with COVID, if, if you actually got in a fight, you were suspended six games just bang off the top because of the, you know, the COVID problems and everything. Um, it's really been a weird couple of years. Yeah, it really has. And uh, looking forward to this upcoming season, it looks like we're going to have, you know, a quote unquote normal year. Um, Hope so. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're being optimistic. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to prepare as if it, it will be a normal it's year. Looking that way. And, you know, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see everything, you know, turn up. It, it, nothing's ever going to go back to the way it was, but as close to it as possible would be great. But it's that's the it's there's always going to be a but with uh, with this COVID thing, and who knows what's next. So, yeah, and you you can't really uh, prepare for the unknown, but it's. Uh, yeah. it, it, I like to think that. Things are looking positive. We will have a normal year. Yeah. You, you mentioned the Port Alberni Bombers as one of the new teams that are entering the North Division. There's a, mm-hmm. there's another team, the Lake Cowichan Kraken. Yeah, that'll be um, interesting. They'll be playing out of uh, out of Lake Cowichan, uh, right right in the center of town. Yeah, um, nice arena in there. Yeah, it is a very nice building, and they're they're if you go into the VI website right now, they're listed on the South Division. So, yeah, it well, looks it looks like the. Uh, the South Division will get to uh, hop over the Malahat a little bit more. They've already yeah. got Kerry Park on the, in the Mill Bay area. Yeah. Um, well, when you're going to Kerry Park, it's just you're you're just glide down the Malahat and you you know you put your brakes on in the arena parking lot. Almost, it's it's that close. So, um, yeah, the, the Lake Cowichan Drive will be a little longer, but uh, just think of how far the the North travels all the time. So, I don't I don't think it's that big of a problem, an issue. Yeah, a little bit more expenses for taking the bus up there, but you know, is what it is. Now you mentioned uh, the the transition of the VI from to Jungle B to kind of what it is now. We're looking at um, a legitimate league, um, and the other Junior B leagues in the province as well are in the same place. There, oh, yeah. it's a legitimate league for um, players coming out of midget that maybe aren't the like the savant hockey player that makes the immediate jump into junior A, but it's a good transition league. How yeah. important do you think that transition in the late nineties, early two thousands from the goon league to where it is now? How important is that for hockey players trying to either go to school or make a career out of hockey? Well, I think the transition now into what we've got now is it's so much better for them because uh, you know, you, you're, you're, level of play and the speed of the game right now the the speed with which these guys are playing is probably i don't know 25 percent higher than what it was back then and that's that's a big jump that's a big jump we got some just amazing speed out there but it's it's the execution to uh at that speed that that is just astounding so it's it's really good um things have changed because uh way back when you know, we talked about uh, the Cougars bumping off the uh, Campbell River Storm in 2005 to win the, the league championship. They went on to Soyuz and got a bronze medal. 
Uh, I think that was, it was Craig Didman in the first league title for the Cougars. Yeah, I, and I think the thing for the Cougars at that particular point was nobody. You know, Campbell River was unbeatable, so they beat Campbell River. So they won. They, they that was it. They they'd won. It was crazy. So in order to to go to Kent, to the uh, Cyclone Taylor Cup, they'd already had that exaltation of doing what they had started off to accomplish. So I think when they got to camp to the uh, Cyclone Taylor cup, it was almost anticlimactic because they'd already, they, they weren't prepared for it. So, um, you know, not to say that the other teams weren't maybe better anyway, there was a very, very good team there from um, the Kootenays and I can't remember who it was, but it was, they were really good. Um, anyway, getting back to that, uh, that, the reason I brought that up is because uh, the guy who scored the game-winning goal for the Cougars to give them the championship was a guy named Gary Nunn, who was super fast and was 15. So that was back when you were allowed to have 15-year-olds. Uh, you could have as many 16-year-olds as you wanted, 15, 16, were allowed to play. Um, then um, things changed, and you're only allowed two 16-year-olds now. That's it. So I think what it was is there was too much of a drain on um, the major midget program. So uh, Hockey BC came in and said, no, we can't do this anymore. You know, you're, you're, you're ruining the program. We, you know, we need this to develop players, and I, rightly so. I think it's uh, sometimes um, there are players that can make it at that age, but, you know, it's probably better to get a little more seasoned in, in the um, midget program for a, one more year for them. Well, in the you're looking at a, a 16 year old and a 20 year old is the difference between boys and men, and if you get too many 16 year olds in a league that's playing junior hockey at this level against 20 year olds, yeah. there's a there's there can be a pretty significant physical disparity, and it can lead to injuries. Oh, it, there can be. Although I do recall that same year that the Cougars went on to uh, the Cyclone Challenge Cup in 2005, we did have a 17 year old defenseman that was six three uh, two thirty, I think it was. Uh, and uh, so he was amazing, but yeah. Yeah, there's there, there was a couple of players. Oh, the there's Cougars. always the anomalies, but... Uh, you can name drop if you want. Oh, well, Bane Pettinger was his name. Yeah. And yeah, his, his brother actually went on to play in the uh, NHL. But uh, Bane actually became uh, the... One of the directors are up in uh, Hockey Canada. And now I think, believe he's a player agent, so... You know, that's uh, kind of a cool uh, thing to go on to. And he only played the one year with the Cougars. But uh, he was a very, very good uh, rugby player as well and played on the uh, national rugby team. Uh, looking back at the kind of that transition that Campbell River really started in the VI, they yep. they won seven championships in a row. Yeah. Um, and then 2005 and 2006, it was the Cougars and then the Islanders that ended up winning. Yeah, the Islanders beat out the Cougars that, uh, in 2006. And that was uh, the Islanders were pretty... Uh, Consistently a pretty good team back then and everything and and have always uh, been been pretty good team. Um, so they went on and they were the um, champion and went to, uh, I believe it was Abbotsford for the uh, Cyclone Taylor Cup there. Um, myself and a few other uh, of the executive from the Victoria Cougars went to see what it was like because we were hosting the Cyclone Taylor the following year. Um, and we ended up um, uh, trying to think here. 
yeah, the following year we we hosted it and we um that was two thousand the two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, yeah. And we, we won the we won the Cyclone Taylor Cup yeah. and it was a it was a, a tough blow for the uh for the Cary Park Islanders because it was a weird round robin format. And there was uh, pres- uh, was presented ahead of time how exactly it worked, and I can't remember how it was. But uh, um, what happened was the, the Cougars lost to the Islanders in the uh, round robin, but beat the other two teams. But uh, they beat the uh, Fernie Ghost Riders, I believe, was the other team, and um, from the Kootenays, and they beat them, and then lost to the Islanders, and then they had to beat Abbotsford by two goals in order to advance to the gold medal game to, to, to take the tiebreaker. Yeah. And that was a tiebreaker. And that would put the Islanders who beat the Cougars into the bronze medal game. And, uh, Didman, uh, Craig Didman was the coach at the time. And he didn't even tell the players that they needed to win by two until the second intermission. And they were up by two at that point. And it kept going like Abbotsford would score. And then the Cougars would storm back and score again. And, that was probably the most exciting hockey game I've seen. It was amazing how uh, how you could cut the tension in the arena with a knife. That was just an intense game. And uh, much to the uh, Islanders' chagrin, the Cougars actually did up winning, end up winning it and then won in the final against Abbotsford again. So looking back, that we're... We keep harking back to the the transition from the Goon League to yep. modern skillful hockey. If you if you look at the history of the championship round, every year since 1997, aside from one season, either Campbell River or Victoria was in the championship game. Yeah, and the only the only season that um, one of those two teams wasn't in the title game was in 2010 when Peninsula beat Comox. Um, for the Brent Patterson trophy. So those two teams have kind of led the league to this resurgence. And I think we've seen a lot more skill develop in the last couple of years. Um, Obviously the pandemic kind of threw the brakes on that, but we were seeing really talented teams. Uh, Peninsula had arguably one of the best lines I've seen in a decade. Oh yeah. Um, Those, those three players were absolutely fantastic. The Saanich, now the Saanich Predators, um, they had a really solid team. Um, so it, I'm really excited to see where this league goes coming in September to see what kind of, what kind of talent that this league is able to cultivate. Oh, well, me too. It's been so long since we, you know, last year there was what, eight games? Uh, well, we played 13. We played that many? Yeah, we played 13. The Cougars, the Cougars played 13. Some teams only played 12, but yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, okay, well, it didn't it, feel like that. Many. There wasn't a whole lot of hockey played, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe and, it was eight home games. <laughs> yeah. And then the year before that, the, the season got canceled in the middle of the playoffs. Well, that was that was the year. I, I went to Spain for the month of February, got back, and uh, I we, we did two games in the playoffs, and then that was it. Yeah, it's uh, it was kind of unfortunate, but... Uh, yeah. So the, the Campbell River Storm holds the title for the most championships. They've currently got 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cougars have eight. Kerry Park's got seven. Um, Sanich has six. And then Oak Bay has three. But they're now a defunct or, uh, franchise. So right. um, the, the Kerry Park Islanders, uh, they won a majority of their titles. They kind of had a bit of a, a dynasty run in the uh, early 90s. They were, mm-hmm. they were the team to beat back then. So... Yeah, I believe that. I think that's who uh, who won in two thousand or uh, sorry in ninety seven, and then it was uh, Campbell River had their seven in a row. 
Um, so, uh, but there's, you know, it's the transition, I think from jungle to, to how, what we have today kind of was mid to mid to late two thousands is when it really kind of, kind of happened. Um, and I thought, I think in the, in the teens there, the 2010 to, uh, to now, uh, has been pretty amazing hockey as well. Um, not to say that the back, even when it was jungle, there wasn't some very good, good players and some, you know, amazing plays. It just, just to give you an example in 2000, um, when my son was playing for the Braves, the very first game they played in Campbell river, there was 11 fights in the game. That sounds like my kind of hockey. Well, that sounds like <laughs> your kind of hockey. And <laughs> hey, I was never very good at hockey, so yeah. I needed to be good at something. Unfortunately, my son was in the first fight, but all right. I, well, I, I don't. I don't blame him. He got cross-checked in the mouth and broke his front tooth. Oh well, there's the dental bill. You probably would have been on the ice too. Uh, well, yeah. Had I known it was broken, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that was regardless. That was kind of a good transition. Um, I was looking back here, so. In uh, 98, when I kind of came in, there was the eight teams. There was uh, the Storm, uh, Glacier Kings, uh, the Parksville Generals. They hadn't been called Oceanside yet. Uh, Port Alberni Bandits, uh, Cary Park Islanders, Saanich Braves, Victoria Cougars, and Peninsula Pythons that year. Next year, they became the uh, Panthers. And at that time, the Victoria Cougars were playing out of the Oak Bay Arena. Mm -hmm. They didn't uh, move into uh, Esquimalt until... Probably about 2002, I think. Yeah, it was it was before season. I uh, I started watching the Cougars myself. Like mm -hmm. uh, my brother played for the Cougars before I started working with the Cougars, and by that time they were yeah. well they were well into the Archie Browning Arena. So it was yeah. he, it was around. He then. definitely was one of my favorite players. I I love players that uh, throw big body checks, and I remember one game against Peninsula, he threw 17. Yeah, it sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Getting back to the fact, I, I mentioned about uh, Port Alberni Bandits. Now, they, they left the league in 2000, which was when the, um, the uh, Bulldogs Junior A team came in. Um, I can't remember where they came from, but Chilliwack, maybe? I think. Yeah, because they moved. They moved, yeah they, yeah. they bought a franchise and brought it in. They built a new arena, and it was actually uh, the Port Alberni Bandits played the Victoria Cougars in the first game, junior game, played in that arena. Um, as, and at the, at the end of that season, the, the Bandits folded. Um, and then it was a year with seven teams, and then the following season, the Souk Stingers came in. Um, now, the Souk Stingers are... They may go down in infamy as having the worst record ever. They they did not do well. Um, so they were about three or four years in the league. Then um, they had one year hiatus um, and moved to uh, to Wanda Fuca. And they were the uh, Wanda Fuca Stingers. Well, actually, they moved into Bear. Uh, well, yeah, they Bear they moved into it was then called Bear Mountain Arena. Bear it's Mountain now Arena. the Q Center, and yeah. that's where the West Shore Wolves play. Yeah, and well, that's what happened. The uh, the Souk Stingers had that year hiatus. Then the team was purchased and renamed West Shore Wolves. So yeah, and uh, yeah, the Souk Stingers. I remember watching watching them play. It was uh, it was a special kind of bad. Yeah, it was. You know, you felt bad for. For I felt bad for the players. Yeah, it yeah. was it was brutal. The uh, I think 
they didn't win. I don't think they won a single game their first season uh, or maybe one. Yeah, first season, I think they might have. Um, I like I say, I, we used to have all these records readily available, but they're hard yeah. hard to get now. Um, anyway, the uh, they they just did not have very good seasons. I mean, they had some really good players. They had some really good goalies and stuff like that. That uh, you know, I don't know if you you probably don't remember because you're too young, but uh, there used to be a guy that played for the Victoria Cougars dub team, uh, Steve Passmore. And he had these phenomenal records for the most most uh, shots uh, faced when he played for a not very good uh, WHL uh, Victoria Cougars team. He got traded to um, Campbell River or not Campbell River Kamloops, sorry, um, and ended up winning. Uh, I believe he might have won the Memorial Cup that year. And but a phenomenal goalie. And I guess that's what happens when you play for a bad team and you're a goalie. Either you you sink or swim. You know you don't get a lot of wins, but if your save percentage is half decent, uh, it really uh, shows you how to play. <laughs> so yeah, and there's uh, the the Stingers organization. Obviously, it was unfortunate for the uh, the league as a whole and the players that went through that. But we did get the West Shore Wolves organization out of it eventually. Yeah, um, and uh, they've been they've been a great organization. Um, yeah, they- they've elevated the play of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been fun to watch. Um, they're they're out of the Q Center now. Yeah, they're they're one of those teams that you you know they're just on the cusp. You know they're mm-hmm. just uh, they're a good team, but just on the cusp of of kind of maybe winning a championship. Um, uh, we talked about the uh, Peninsula Panthers, and they've gone through. Well, there was Pythons, then it became the. They weren't very good as the Pythons. They were a so-so team. Then it uh, became the Panthers, and they still were not so good to start with. Um, Mark Wagstaff, um, I think he hired Pete Zaberski as a coach. I can't remember now. Uh, I, I Coach or a, you know, do you want to coach it? I think, I think Pete had uh, talked to him, well, how about I buy you out? And so he bought him out and um, and then coached the team for a while and really brought in a lot of good young talent, which was great. And um, the rival between the Victoria Cougars and the Peninsula Panthers through the, you know, probably 2007, 8, up till now, uh, has been pretty intense. It's one of those rivalries that seems to endure past the players that play for the team. Oh, yeah. Because th- well, a junior hockey yeah. player's lifespan for a team is two or three seasons tops. Yeah. and uh, Maybe four, but yeah. And it seems like those two teams hate each other regardless of who's on the team. Well, you, you know what's really funny is um, they were doing a podcast. Uh, and I listened to one of the podcasts, and they had, um, what's his name, Crawford, uh, Evan Crawford, who played for the Cougars. And then... Um, and then he went to the Panthers and they interviewed him and they asked him about the hatred between the two teams and what the two dressing rooms were worth were like. And he said, it's more intense with the, with the Panthers. They hate the Cougars more. And um, so, uh, you know, that, and I, I think the reasoning behind that and the reason for it is because the, the Cougars keep winning and um, you know, that's, you know, everybody hates the team that the wins. That's why I think the two most hated teams in the league are the Campbell River Storm and the Victoria Cougars. Yeah, and you, you, if you're a, if you're a local fan and that there's always a team that seems to be slightly ahead of you 
from season oh, yeah. over season. Yeah, I, I could see that. You always want to knock off the top guy. Everybody wants to bring their best game against the best team. And what, so. one of the hardest uh, series I've ever watched was between Victoria and Peninsula. And it was that, that year that Victoria was in the championship series and they were up 3 nothing, And Peninsula ended up coming back and winning oh, in yeah. seven. Well, that's, that's true. But like I remember and people saying it was a major collapse. And that was the year that uh, Jackson Penny owned the team. And he recruited some very good players. He had it was a good really team. good players on that team. In fact, they... They had no business being down three one is the is the deal that you know, that's what I come to. They didn't play those first three the the three losses. I mean they played, but but they were a much better team than they put on the ice for those three games. And while the Cougars I won't say they should have won it, they could have won it. They had the opportunities and all that, but you know, doesn't always work that way. And to be honest, the better team won that year. They were a better team. Um, and they went on to, uh, I think they went on to the Cyclone Taylor Cup. I think that was the year they all went to Keystone. Uh, that may be. Maybe yeah. the year they went to Keystone because uh, they did it two years in a row. They won. Yep. They won the league two years in a row. I can't remember if that was the year they went to Keystone or they went to up in Parksville. They had the, uh, they hosted Cyclone one of the years. Yeah, it was, uh. Yeah, that was you got the stats. There, that was so in two. That was in 2011. That was the year before I joined the Cougars organization, yep. and uh, yeah, it was. Um, that was uh, that was a bit of a rough series. So Peninsula, that year um, in 2011, they yeah 2011 they won the Cyclone Taylor Cup. They did win the Cyclone Taylor Cup that year. They won in seven games against the Cougars in the final. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. and then so they did go on to Keystone that year. Yeah. That um, was and Cold Lake, Alberta, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was somewhere in Alberta. The Keystone Cup is. Uh, it's not a championship that the BC teams uh, it, compete in anymore. It's a. It's Keystone Cup was the Western Canadian Championships, um, and it got to the point where the BC team would win, you know, eighty percent of the time, um, and there was no. Uh, no remuneration to to the teams. There, there was no nothing. You had to pay your whole bill to go. So you could fork out $40,000 to go and win a trophy. That's yeah, a lot it, of money for, and it really wasn't very prestigious. In fact, the, the um, Cyclone Taylor Cup tournament um, is better run um, and the, the competition's much tighter. Uh, so it was almost like anticlimactic is, is what happened there. And that, I believe that's why a lot of the teams pulled out. I mean, it's nice to go and win a championship for Western Canada, but to blow your budget for three years, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, not your whole budget, but I mean, that's a lot of money to put out for, for something that really doesn't stand for a whole lot. And one one thing about that tournament is, as you start going a little bit further east, the rules for junior B seem to change a little bit. There's a couple of leagues that allow 21 year olds, yep. and um, so those rules didn't carry over to the BC teams that were going over there. So that there was no. there was an age disparity as well. There was, but uh, the BC teams didn't have any problems too much too much problems. I should say in that tournament, the last uh, uh, probably last ten years they went and. Um, yeah, the uh, 
interesting. The uh, Campbell River Storm, uh, they went to or to the Keystone Cup and won it. Um, that was the year, I believe, that they swept the Victoria Cougars. Um, in and uh, that was amazing. The that tournament was just like the Cougars outplayed the Campbell River Storm three of those four games and ended up losing all four. Um, and I, I yeah, think, that was in 2015, I believe. They uh, yeah, and that was that was incredible. Um, that was the the best hockey really you'd ever see is that that final between the two teams. And um, Lee Stone was asked after the game, the, the head coach and general manager of the Campbell River Storm, he was asked after that game, okay, so how are you going to get yourself prepared for the Cyclone Taylor Cup? And he said, we just beat the best team in BC. So he said, yeah, which was a, you know, a, a nice thing for him to say. And, you know, honestly, I won't say that the Cougars were uh, the best team in BC because obviously the Storm beat them. But they were both very, very good teams. Yeah, and that was the year where Cyclone, um, Cyclone, and Keystone. It was very much the Campbell River, the Campbell River show because that year they went three uh, zero in Cyclone. They beat uh, North Van, Kimberly, and Mission a bike mind score of thirteen to six. Yeah, and then they went to Keystone uh, and won it there. So it's um, that was definitely the the yeah. Campbell River year. That uh, was a, and that they was a they were good team. Oh, that was a great year for for Campbell River, but. If Victoria had uh, done the the opposite and you know beat the Campbell River Storm, I believe they would have done the same thing. Yeah, they but would, they would have run the table at two tournaments, but it didn't happen, so we can't really say it. But I, I called like I called half the two of those four games in the yep. VI finals, and Victoria Campbell River was just the better team, and like I I I like that Lee, you know. You did the uh, the diplomatic thing in saying that Victoria was uh, was the best team in the province, but that week it was very much the storm. And then they showed they showed how good they are going to cycle. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and Keystone. I I recall that that tournament. I think two was it two or three of the games were overtime wins. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think all four games were won by one goal. Yeah, there was. It was so close. It was just so close. It, it was. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things, and. Um, it it wasn't the craziest um, championship round between Campbell River and Victoria. Um, oh, I think God. I think the in no, my, in my opinion, don't remind me. <laughs> the craziest the craziest series that those two teams have had was actually in 2017. Um, Campbell River won that series in seven games, uh, but it took oh, four it overtime. Games. <laughs> yeah, it was eight, eight games, eight and a bit, eight, eight and a bit games because Campbell River uh, they ended up winning just about five minutes into the fourth overtime fourth period. Overtime. Oh my Lord. And Lord, that was, you and I called that game yeah. and it was unreal. And they played. So they ended up playing, um, seven periods, almost, well, six and a bit periods, six and a bit. Yeah. And the intensity didn't slow down. No, no, it was amazing. And, uh, I, I, I felt so bad for Anthony Sherrill, the, the netminder. uh, shot from the corner and it caught him on the side of his shoulder and helmet, I think. And it just kind of trickled down his back and in, and it was like, Oh man. But you know, those are the types of goals that are, are going to get scored. You're not going to get the really pretty end to end rush in overtime like that. No. Well, I think we've, we've, we've done a decent job of taking a look at, we've hammered things out pretty yeah, good. I think so. We've taken a good look at uh, the way that the league looks now compared to the way it did. Maybe, 
maybe in a future episode, we can go even further back and look yeah, at how junior we, hockey started in BC and on the island. Yeah, and, if we can get a hold of that uh, it'll, information, which uh, hopefully will. And then, yeah, we can look back because there there's a lot of history and, you know, a lot of a lot of really uh, good players that have come out of this league. And um, there's a lot of people that are around this league that have been around since the very early days. Um, and getting a couple of them in here and uh, having mm-hmm. a chat with them, I think it might be kind of fun. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, put that on the books and come back later. Uh, I want to spend some, a minute and thank uh, a couple of supporters uh, for the podcast today. Uh, Howie's Car Corral. So special thanks to Howie Mace for uh, giving us this opportunity. Galaxy mm-hmm. Motors um, giving us the office space to be able to set up because with the pandemic, it's really hard to find any sort of uh, community space that uh, people will let you in because yeah. for you know for obvious reasons. And Galaxy had the open space that wasn't being used. So mm-hmm. um, special thanks to them. Um, uh, shout out to Jesse Roper for writing the uh, little intro uh, ditty that we like to use. And uh, nice Tom Arledge, uh, thanks for coming out and giving us a little bit of history lesson. You've been around the league for a while. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, I want to thank everybody else for tuning in. We'll be back uh, with another guest in a couple of weeks. So uh, thanks so much for watching. And uh, for everybody here at Ross Sportscast, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.